The following podcast contains spoilers for Lost River. Have you been warned? I think you have. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello. Hello, good sir. How are you? My dandy my, little fellow. My sweet baby child. Oh, yes. We did not get a smoke meets last week because my power went out for three days. Mm-hmm. Or four and, days. And then I went to that protest, and I was like, Mike, I'm going to keep you safe, my sweet, gentle giant, <laughs> and not give you corona if I possibly have it. So, are, you, are you feeling any symptoms? Oh, no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling That's fine. That's good. We, we should smoke meets this weekend if possible. Oh, absolutely, please. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So other than the protest and all that and not smoking meats, have you uh, done anything of note? Mainly you watch movies and or TV shows. Um, I kind of had a slow week and I, uh, I watched uh, one movie besides Lost River and um, one TV show so far. I'm a season mm. and a half deep. So cool. the movie was Malcolm X, another Spike Lee joint. Um, just not one of his more... Uh, like his creative side. It was just, you know, Malcolm X and his life and everything that happened during it with uh, Denzel Washington and cool. a lot of other people. Really, really good damn movie. Holy shit. I kind of spaced out there. You said Malcolm X? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was just going, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listen yeah. to everything you say, Glenn. You're important to me. <laughs> no, no. I, I was I was trying to get something pulled up while, no, while you're fine. talking. Realize I didn't have anything. But yeah, Malcolm X is a great movie. I, uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, like I said last week, that was the movie that made me like rediscover Spike Lee's movies because yeah. up until that, I had only liked – I had seen multiple, but I had only liked Bamboozled. Um, yeah, he's – this This is obviously – it's about Malcolm X and not one of his more original ideas. Yeah. Um, so it, it was like a completely different ballpark. And it, it was really oh, yeah. good. It, it is really good. I um, Bamboozled, if you watch it as a racist is problematic because you're probably going to laugh for the wrong reasons. It's going to be but... very hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it's, to watch it's... it as a regular person. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's essentially um, – I, I, I know, I, I didn't watch it this week, but I, I just wanted to bring it up because it is a really good movie. Um, I forget the plot exactly, but it's essentially using black actors and black comedians to kind of show the, um, the what's the word, like the problems with the entertainment industry and like mm-hmm. uh, some of the actors who are black put on blackface and it kind of shows you how much that stems from stereotypes and racism and all that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a remarkable, remarkable movie and it's funny in certain ways if you're not racist, but I can also see <laughs> like white supremacists thinking it's hilarious because yeah. they completely missed the point. So it is like, I, I do recommend it, but if you're laughing at the racism, you're a racist. So congratulations, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. And then besides that, I watch. I've been watching Shameless. I'm uh, now on season two. The British or American version? Uh, the American version. Okay. Um, I figured as much. That one's more popular. Being, anyway. being the hipster that I am, I've put it off for so long, and next thing you know, there's nine seasons, and apparently it's really good. Yeah. And guess what? It actually is really good so far. <laughs> Everybody's an asshole on the show, but dear God. Is it the very main, watchable? The main reason I don't start TV shows, no matter how good people tell me they are, mm-hmm. is that 
I have this thing in my brain where like I need to, I, it's like a, I don't know if you would call it like a, a completion brain or what, I don't know what yeah. you would call it, but like I need to finish something before I move on to something else. Yeah. So like Sopranos, The Wire, uh, Shameless, so many seasons, mm-hmm. I'm not watching anything else until I watch that. So I just don't start watching it. Like if it's already five seasons in, I'm yeah. probably not going to watch it. I might later on. But don't tell me to watch it because I probably won't. Yeah, I'd rather but, I'd rather sit down and just crank them all out as fast as possible. Yeah, so that, that like I'd rather watch a lot of movies than one really long TV show. Yeah, uh, and that's just just my preference. I know Shameless is a great show. I've mm-hmm. seen enough of it, enough of it to see why it's great. But I also would rather spend my time watching and dissecting films. Um, but yeah, that, understandably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife really likes the show Shameless, although I don't know if she's caught up or not. But I'll, I've got seven more seasons to go. We can talk Oof. about it later. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because my power went out this week, I really didn't have time to watch anything or power mm. to watch anything. Uh, it went out on Wednesday at noon and didn't come back on until Saturday at like 10 a.m. Yeah, that's, that's insane, um, dude. And it was not fun. And I, I had other things going on that when we did have power, I just didn't watch mm-hmm. movies. But I watched one movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. Is that Sam a real Elliott. thing? It is a no. real movie starring Sam Elliott. Um, <laughs> he plays this uh, this guy who was a uh, like a World War II um, special ops spy or something. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what you would call him in the military, but he's working by himself to infiltrate the Nazi party and kill Hitler. Yeah. Uh, the title in, in itself is a spoiler alert. Um, oh, and God. he kills Hitler instead of himself. Uh, what? <laughs> Hitler. Hitler's supposed to kill it's, him. In in this movie, it it goes into it, it a little deeper. Bends than the that. laws of facts. <laughs> Slightly, it it follows a con, a certain conspiracy. Next, you're gonna tell me Bigfoot isn't real. What? <laughs> Um, well, it was real until Sam Elliott killed it. <laughs> no, but it's it starts off really interesting and compelling, and obviously made cheaply. Like it's not an overall impressive film. Yeah, but it it really keeps your interest. And then there's one point where it would have been the perfect ending, but then it just turns into like B uh, B movie schlock afterwards. Like it's it's going to be like this really beautiful different ending for a a uh a low budget sci-fi adventure film yeah it's like oh wow they're really doing something different with this one and then it just turns into schlock for lack of a better word um don't you hate when movies do that i get like end when you need to end yeah don't and and like it's one thing to film it and then cut it out but like how do you watch the 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 real ending and just think yeah, that's how it should end and not how it ended like 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> I um, feel like we just recently reviewed a movie like the same thing. Where I'm it just sure did we a... did. It, it happens a lot. It's honestly probably... there's The majority of movies either start off slow and then end with a bang mm-hmm. or start off really good and then taper off at the end. Uh, few movies are very good all the way through and when they are, they're what we normally call like the classics or the greats or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just kind of a, uh, I wanted it to be better is what it, as stupid as the, the premise is, I wanted yeah. it to be better. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it 
achieved that for the majority of the film. Like, yes, it was cheap. It had its problems, but it was actually pretty entertaining. And then it just jumped the shark, so to speak. There was no shark jumping involved. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt if there was, though. I wouldn't either, but there wasn't. <laughs> I was just using it as the uh, the television phrase. <laughs> I, I just need to know one more thing. How was Sam Elliott's mustache? I mean, it's glorious as always. Oh, sweet lord. And he's, regardless of the premise, he's acting up a storm in it. Like, he's legitimately good. good in it. Um, but it's just... Yeah, did I ever tell you that was my mom's, like, like man crush for her whole life? I think when I watched Roadhouse or when we talked about Roadhouse, you, like, you said that. Like, she's never let up on that man. Every he's a good-looking dude. Movie, she's like, dear God. He's a good-looking dude for uh, his age. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he really was, is. He was... Just a good-looking dude in general when, in Roadhouse, even though mm-hmm. he had white hair already. She, when he had the but, long hair and the mustache, mm-hmm. I honestly, Sam Elliott might be my father at this point. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> honestly, if he is, hook, like, tell him to call me or anything because I got a script. <laughs> You're I just like produced. my mother. Well, no, I I don't want to have sex with him or anything. Oh, I just okay. I want to use him for his connections. Oh, okay. He'd be a perfect Clint in the Eugene versus Humanity feature. That's true. So That's true. It would be fantastic. In fact, I'm going to write that down. I was so, like, can you say, can you imagine Sam Elliott promoting Eugene versus Humanity? Oh my goodness, said, I would love well, it. Well, listen here, partner. Listen <laughs> I don't here. even know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all I watched this week other than uh, Lost River, which I had already seen before, so it mm. wouldn't really count anyway. Um, but that brings us to news. I believe you had a piece of news. I had a piece of news. You said yours was kind of it's, dumb, it's, so it's, I'll, it's, I'll hold off for mine. Yeah, it's it's one we've talked about over and over again. But um, Matt, Matt Reeves' Batman is in talks of trying to get a Joker in his movie. Not like he already has 800 other villains, but hopefully it's like a, a small role. And not oversaturated with villains. Um, and then yeah. people have been uh, freaking the fuck out. Because obviously the last Joker, they're like, I don't even know if this movie needs a Joker. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. But if we did, who would we want? And like, I'm just going to throw my hat in there. That I really, not only just as a Joker, period, but I want Willem Dafoe. Oh, hell yeah. To be a, alongside Robert Pattinson again. Yeah. Just and the imagine age, that the, again. The age works out because yeah. uh, in the comics, at least, if I'm not mistaken, Joker is the one that killed his parents. Um, um, I could be mistaken, but it's it's all over the place. It's yeah, well, that that is the one version that I follow. Honestly, it's more interesting. Yeah, if that's there's, the there's case. at least like 82 um, different versions of who kills yeah, Martha. And but Bruce. I, I kind of like the idea of an older Joker and a younger Batman. Yeah, me too. Um, it's it's more interesting in my opinion uh willem dafoe would be fantastic Mm -hmm. the fact that he hasn't played the joker yet i wouldn't mind i know they're probably not going to go for the right time period but i wouldn't mind joaquin phoenix just continuing as a joker anyone but jared leto yeah a lot of people want joaquin again um yeah i'd be happy with that absolutely i also wouldn't mind another joker period um yeah it's just like a different uh, air quotes universe yeah um it would uh whether I, sorry go ahead i know i was just gonna say like like you said as long as they keep it like the arkham city game where like th- they have all the villains but they're minor roles yeah uh and the joker's the main time they're, they're not doing origins with it like we already know who they are and stuff yeah like that. yeah we don't need to see the pearls fall off of yeah, yes um batman's mom's neck again now whether or not he'd do it obviously uh he's been turned off of superhero movies um ever since spider-man because i, I think the fan base he's said 
is Willem just Defoe? very yeah is very reluctant. So what? I mean that's, that's the thing. But I mean honestly, there's... Star Wars and and superhero fan bases are the reason. The main reason I don't really care for the movies, yeah, because the, the noise they create is just not worth the product that comes in at the end. So yeah, I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't put it past them if he didn't. But also, he's got Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson. He's got great people to work with, so that'd be cool. I would love if they um, made it a rated R Batman. Now, there's no talks of him like being Joker. Just people speculating. Oh yeah, and just people like, have been speculating for a while. But anyway, moving on from this news again. <laughs> What do you got? Uh, I got a, just a quick bit of news. I saw this article while, literally while we were talking about to record. Uh, Ari Aster said he wants his next film to be a four-hour nightmare oh, comedy. That's right. I did see that. Um, so glad you said, brought it up. So, uh, you know, it doesn't really go into much more detail than that. It just kind of goes more into his history and, and uh, how his themes are kind of like tumultuous family mm-hmm. relationships. I don't know if tumultuous tumultuous is the correct word, but uh well, I'm not the guy to talk um, to about words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he, he wants it to be a 4-hour nightmare comedy and I can only imagine how anxiety inducing that would be. Oh yeah. Um so I'm for it. I I, I love Ari Aster. I'm all for it for sure. He's he's two for two in my book as far as his films. So mm-hmm. uh him him and Robert Egger I think are the the most interesting new directors out there um with like under three movies made yeah uh so i i i'm looking forward to both of their careers and i would totally sit for four hours for a nightmare comedy directed by ari aster oh i would too um and if they make him cut it down i hope that they release a director's cut that's the director's cut we want (laughs) okay yeah yeah definitely (laughs) we don't we don't need a uh a a suicide squad director's cut Mm -hmm. um even though i'm pretty sure that the cut they have is the director's cut but who but knows practically yeah just just because joker footage was cut out does not mean that it was the studio that and made just the call because it was a good director doesn't mean the whole movie's going to be good yeah i still want that director whose name is escaping me to go back to making movies like fury because fury is fucking fantastic and Suicide Squad was so disappointing. I did hear, um, he, I'm stemming off, but I did hear he was going to still do Bright 2 or some shit. Yeah, I didn't see the first Bright, but it, it's, it's... highly okay. Yeah, it, it, it just seems like it's ham-fisted. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have for the news, so I guess we should just dive into Lost River. Absolutely. Looks like we're the only ones left. There's still people here. How can I help? I'd like to stay in the house. Do you mind if I ask why? Because I have two boys and that is our home. I found a road that goes underwater. Must go down to that town. What town? They flooded a bunch of towns when they dammed the river. That's why they call this Lost River. As soon as the last town was drowned, a spell was cast. Everything that's going on around here, it's gotta be for some reason. This is my country! This is my city! Don't let me see your face again! Bully running everything now. Head south, man. You're a very beautiful lady. What's this? It's a job. Where is that? Somewhere over the rainbow, let's put it that way. 
written and directed by Ryan Gosling, starring Christina Hendricks, Ian De Kestecker, Saoirse Ronan, Matt Smith, and Ben Mendelsohn, also Ava Mendes, a whole bunch of people. Uh, Lost River is about a single mother who is swept into the dark underworld while her teenage son discovers a road that leads him to secret a secret underwater town. Um, the reason I wanted to pick this movie is uh, you and I have discussed this a lot. This movie gets a really bad rap mm-hmm. um, in in general. It is a uh, it's a forty two Metacritic score. It is a five point eight out of ten on IMDb. I don't really remember what the Rotten Tomatoes score is, but it's kind of around that middle ground um, as well. And I honestly don't get the hate for it. Like, there's people that like legitimately hate this movie, and I understand like being okay with it but just yeah. hating it in general um I, I guess we should just jump into it uh like like for me the biggest thing and this seems to be a running theme of the past three or four movies we've done the world building that they do yeah is just remarkable mm-hmm. like in 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 the first 10 15 minutes or whatever you get a feel for this world and it's 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 filmed in Detroit in like all all of the abandoned parts of Detroit. So you get this real sense of of a once great town that is just going through an economic crisis, and and uh, you you have certain characters taking advantage of that with uh, Matt Smith's character, who's kind of like a gangster, who um, I completely forgot was in this movie. If I'm being honest, oh he's he's great in it too. Mm-hmm. He's he's terrifying. Like oh, yeah. you you hate him. But somehow, despite the fact that he cuts his friend's lips off, he you don't hate him as much as you hate Ben Mendelsohn in this, yeah. who plays like a, a a banker who is taking advantage in a completely different way of Christina Hendricks's character, right. um, you know, trying to take advantage of her, for lack of a better word, sexually, even though like he's never successful, but he like gets her in a job in like this risque bar. Yeah, because she can't pay for the house that she's living in. House. Yeah, so it's just like this this power struggle throughout between you know your different powers you ha- you have the people who play by the rules which are like Christina Hendricks and her family Sir Sharon and her family and then you have the people who are taking advantage of everyone and it is mm-hmm. just a remarkable film with beautiful cinematography i i love the way that they shot this oh yeah um, same who is the especially the parts where it was going through the abandoned places and were oh, just yeah, scenery absolutely. Very, very well done. Even with the neon lighting and stuff like that. he's He's got a thing for whatever movies he's in. He's got a thing for neon lights. Well, I think, yeah, I think a, a, a huge part of him getting this made was working with um, Nicholas Wending Refn, who uh, I, for the most part, don't like his movies, but they're always beautifully shot. Yeah. Um, Drive is fantastic, but the rest are like, meh. But they still keep you enticed by the way that they're shot. I, I feel like he... Uh, Ryan Gosling was probably inspired a lot by Nicholas Wending Refn. Yeah. Um, and and it's ob- it's shown obviously with like the the neon colors. Yeah. When uh, I first watched it, I thought it was the same like person who made yeah. it until I found out Ryan Gosling actually directed it. Yeah. I I think a lot of people uh, compare this to Only God Forgives as well. It doesn't um, help. I'm one of them because I watched them back to back. I think I watched this first and then Only yeah, God Forgives. I think they came out around the same time too. True. Um. And it, it it makes sense why people do kind of uh, compare them. It, it's it's it, you really I mean, shouldn't. They're, they're good companion pieces. 
Yes, that, that that's a great way to put it. Um, Only God Forgives came out in 2013, and this, oh, I, I didn't think it was that long ago. This came out in 2014, so mm-hmm. yeah, they really were back-to-back. Um, and yeah, a lot of people say that they like Only God Forgives more. Uh, I think mainly because it's got more like of a story to it. Um, where this one's world building and it's got so few characters that you're like with. Yeah. That one has more going on, mm-hmm. I think. I think the main problem with this this one, rewatching it, I loved it the first time. Rewatching it, I could see a lot of the problems people have with it. Yeah. Like pacing is one kind of. It's kind of, like I said, there's not much going on, so I could see people getting bored easily with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, regardless, I I, I loved it. Um, so that, like that would be one. Um, and it kind of jumps between different perspectives too a little bit. Yeah. Um, I could see the turnoffs, but I mean, not me and you were fans, but yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I kind of am in the same boat where I was captivated completely the first time I watched it. Um, it doesn't have a lot of good rewatch value. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that it's, I still don't think it's good, but I definitely found myself kind of drifting off. Pretty much any time Ben Mendelsohn or Matt Smith were on screen, uh, it I, I was hooked, but every yeah. other time... Uh, all the other characters are kind of flat, um, not to the fault of the actors, but just kind of... It's just their I, characters, really. Yeah, all of the problems with this are really just things that are kind of uh, constant for first-time directors, where like they focus on the wrong things as far as the story goes, and, and it be kind of kind of comes it becomes jumbled. Um, but I still, I still think you know Ryan Gosling did a commendable job. Oh yeah, uh, especially with the building the world. Like he, he really had a vision for this that I think uh, is unfortunately overlooked because of people's reaction to the film. But uh, I would love to see him direct something again. I, I, he, I was he gonna say it's super surprising that he hasn't done anything really since. Um, yeah. He's producing two, I think, two or three films right now that are kind of like under under wraps and not uh not much being said about it but um mm-hmm. other than that he's not directing anything and he hasn't sensed this and it's kind of disappointing i would like to see something from him again oh yeah same here um i don't really have too much to say about this you know it's it's yeah, i mean it's it's a it's a short film it's it's kind of tough to talk about there's so few characters there's uh the things that do happen it's kind of like in different perspectives and then they happen it wraps up pretty quickly honestly um, oh yeah I, the only really other thing that I have to talk about is just the score and the soundtrack on this was just phenomenal like yeah. uh, there's songs that I actually I don't I know I know Mike does I don't often listen to movie soundtracks in my like spare time but there's like two or three really good songs in this soundtrack that I still have in my like libraries on Spotify oh, yeah. I, I, I mainly listen to soundtracks when I'm writing because yeah. the lack of vocals really kind of helps you. It's, it's inspiring. Get, yeah, it's inspiring and gets your, your mindset on the tone that you're looking for and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oftentimes I'll find like a song that's like five or ten minutes. That's the tone I'm looking for and then just put it on repeat for a while. Yeah. One thing I, I, I thought was also very strong that I kind of wish they developed more. I'd be interested in seeing if there's a director's cut of this. Because like you said, it is pretty short. It's like an hour and 35 minutes or something, mm-hmm. I- including exactly. credits, um, which the credits kind of go slowly too. So it's it's a long credits. But 
I loved how it kind of had like a fantasy element to it with like a curse being lifted when the um, main character Bones, played by Ian uh, DeCastecker, De if that's how you pronounce his name, uh, once he he brings the the head of the uh, dinosaur statue from the flooded amusement park mm-hmm. above water, it seems like all the problems begin to come you to know, fruition. They, they come to fruition, they begin to fix themselves. Um, so I really loved that fantasy aspect of it with like a, a curse. And I, I would have really loved Ryan Gosling to focus on that more because really this, this kind of felt like two short films in, in one, yeah. which not a problem with that at all, but, or, or even three short films, uh, with, with, uh, Christina Hendricks's character, Saoirse Ronan's character and, uh, yeah, the three different perspectives kind of makes it yeah. feel like, yeah, three different like acts. Come, yeah. like all meshed into one yeah and it, it definitely it, it weaves in and out with each other well but i would have liked to see more focus put on that whole fantasy element mm-hmm. um and, and i think it would have really like punched home the film with with that uh for sure being done but uh yeah that's all i really have to say about it uh honestly same i mean everybody was good in it uh movie was movie was good it could have been better, but also that score. Mwah, dear God. The score and the world building <laughs> are the best parts about it. For sure. Is it dangerous? The door is locked, you're fine. Why would you steal from Billy? He's trouble. He'll hurt you. Hey! You better run your ass! What's keeping you here? Me, my mom, Frankie. Is that what's keeping you here? Everybody's looking for a better life somewhere. Hey, you want to ride home? What if something happened and we had to leave tomorrow? Would you come? being said about lost river and all that stuff it has come time for us to decide if this is a little teeny tiny shelf boy yep. flag oh. in hand his <laughs> shoe apostle shoelaces shoelaces double knotted and his pants hiked up high right next to apostle <laughs> or does this go in the uh the, the, the garbage the, the garbage bin that's been shot a lot by Tom Hanks. Or is it just something we send back to Netflix and we don't want to keep? Huh? Netflix monsters. Please. Um, <laughs> so since this is my choice, I, I will uh, go forward. And honestly, had I not rewatched it, I probably would have been a definitive yes. Rewatching it again kind of makes it a um, a, a harder... Skeptical boy. <laughs> a, a skeptical boy. Uh I, I I do really like it. I think it is underrated. I think more people should watch it. But I am not sure if it is worthy of being a shelf boy after rewatching it. Um, yeah, I mean, one way or another, if this was my pick, I'd make you go first. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is tough for for a good like first time watching it. It, it is really good, um, really kind of groundbreaking, especially since. 
an actor becomes a director and he this is his first film it's it's yeah. really good um it's it, definitely more ambitious than uh bradley cooper making a star is born for the five millionth time <laughs> yeah so you got to commend ryan gosling at least yeah, for the a, ambition. it's an original film um written mm-hmm. and directed by him no yep. no adaptation of anything like this mm-hmm. is straight from his brain um it the score is good the cinematography is good but overall the story is kind of just eh. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's the flat. only thing that's really holding it down in comparison to all those other things. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I, I think so ultimately I'm going to say it's it's not a shelf boy, but I do still recommend it, mm-hmm. just not as strongly as some of the other films like Apostle. It's just and, a skeptical uh, boy. Just a skeptical boy. Um, so yeah, Lost River does not make it onto the shelf. Um, maybe with a third rewatching, it will. Who knows? The future, no one knows what the future holds. If you asked me what I was going to do in five years, five years ago, I (laughs) would probably say that I'd be dead or uh, dead. Wait, you stole Um, my answer. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Lost River doesn't make it on the shelf, boy. That brings us to plugs. All right. Uh, I guess, yeah, I go first since it's still my thing. I actually, when you were talking about Malcolm X, found another plug so i'm gonna have two plugs the first one is gonna be the bill and ted three trailer Mm -hmm. bill and ted three face uh bill and ted face the music uh it was released today which is the 9th of june um and it looks so so awesome and so fun (laughs) promising (laughs) so promising and it it doesn't look like it it takes itself too seriously it looks exactly like the kind of uh, really late sequel that you need, which is yeah. just just having fun, you know, not not taking itself too seriously, not trying to change things, just having a good time. So the Bill and Ted three, Bill and Ted face the music trailer okay. is one of my plugs. Twenty five years ago, you played a concert in front of the entire world. One month ago, you played in Barso, California for 40 people, most of whom were there for $2 taco night. Bill and Ted, what have you got to say for yourselves? Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. And then on another one, uh, for those of you who watch like BuzzFeed Unsolved, True Crime and Supernatural, you'll probably know... Uh, both Shane Madey and Ryan Bagara, they host those shows on BuzzFeed. They started their own YouTube channel called Watcher, um, which I believe is a reference to one of the uh, true crime episodes of Unsolved. And on that channel, they have a series called Puppet History. Did you say Puppet History? Puppet History. It's not History of Puppets. It is a puppet called The Professor, played by Shane Madey. Or at least, you know, Shane Madey would tell you that he is the uh, the professor's production assistant. <laughs> um, and he just kind of hosts a history game show. Welcome one and all to Puppet History. Today we'll be taking an ever-winding look at yet another chapter in the heavy, heavy book we call history. While our guests ruthlessly compete for the coveted title of History Master, I am obviously your beloved host, The Professor. He won't tell us what his name is. I've tried to guess it throughout all these episodes. Wow. If you guess it, you can win my little jelly beans. Don't want to know what that is. That's not a euphemism. Ryan Bergara, are you ready? I'm ready. Special guest Jenny Lorenzo, are you ready? What's up? Then let's crack in. You guys want to know what you're playing for? 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's the this. coveted cup of the history master. Whoa. Ignore the hand. Ignore the hand. Man, I've always wanted a trophy. And if you're a history buff like I am, it's fucking hilarious. And he just goes into, like, one of the episodes is uh, a, about this woman who survived all three sinkings of the RMS uh, ships, the Olympic, the Titanic, and the uh, Britannic. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And it's just really funny. You know, they, they play off of each other very well. The fact that it's a puppet is bonkers, and it's just really, really fun. So that yeah. is Puppet History on Watcher on YouTube. All right. Um how do I follow up with that? I don't um, know. <laughs> for, for me, mine's pretty simple. Uh, I was, was talking a lot of uh, beautiful words about the soundtrack of Lost River. And um, mm. personally for me, there's like three really good songs on the soundtrack. So I'm going to recommend the whole soundtrack, period. Um, Lost River original motion picture score uh, by Johnny Jewell. And it's got it's got all those songs that we saw in the movie, if you did watch it with us. And there, there are three songs. There's Yes, Love Theme from Lost River, Shell Game, and Blue Moon. Those songs really hit home. And just the whole soundtrack altogether just wrapped it up so beautifully. I love yeah. it. So it's- you should love it too, okay? soundtrack and if you're uh old school like me which isn't really old school because it's still a pretty new thing and download your own music via like itunes or Mm -hmm. or google play and not use one of those hip new things like spotify (laughs) or pandora uh the album on itunes is only five dollars for the entire album that's actually a steeple yeah so i when we talked last week i downloaded it like right after we talked about it um too beautiful (laughs) so that is bill and ted three Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music, that trailer is on YouTube, Puppet History on Watcher on YouTube, and the Lost River soundtrack by Johnny Jewel, I believe his name Mm -hmm, is. mm -hmm. And those are all available online wherever you want to look it up. That brings us to next week's assignment, Glenjamin Button. It is your turn to tell us what to watch this week. It is my turn to churn out a movie for us. And And I am all ears. I thought I thought it'd be a good one to choose. Uh, technically, this month of June is Pride Month, so I thought we'd watch a, a little a little uh, little LGBT, LGBTQT uh, type film. Mm, uh, cool. So I went to Netflix and I, I browsed a, a little bit, and I, I figured I, it's been a little bit of time since I've been recommended this movie, and still have not watched it. <laughs> so we are going to watch Blue is the warmest color. Oh my god. C'était trop bien. Allez les détails. Il y en a pas. Comment ça, il y en a pas Vous avez fait quoi, je comprends pas. On a passé la prime ensemble, c'est tout. C'est parce que c'était naze que tu nous racontes pas On dirait la PJ du sexe, quoi. J'ai l'impression de faire semblant. Faire semblant de tout. Moi, il me manque un truc qui... L'enfance, c'est ça, hein. c'est l'âge où vous en sortez, j'espère. C'est l'âge où on n'est pas encore assez mûr, on n'est pas encore assez fort. T'es gêné Ouais, un peu. 
C'est marrant. C'est qui la fille qui est venue me chercher la dernière fois Avec les cheveux bleus. Non mais après moi je m'en fous tu vois que tu sois Gwyn. Euh... Mais le truc c'est que t'es venue chez moi plusieurs fois dormir à poil dans mon lit tu vois. Là c'est un peu plus dur. Je viens de te dire je suis pas lesbienne, faut que je te le dise comment putain t'es conne ou quoi On est bien là. On est ravis hein, de vous rencontrer Emma. En tout cas c'est très gentil de l'aider à, à préparer ses devoirs de philosophie. Merci. Tu les aimes tes cours de philo Je dis que t'avais honte d'être avec une fille. Non, j'avais pas honte, c'est juste que. Ça fait combien de temps que tu me prends pour une conne Je te prends pas pour une conne, je t'ai jamais passé pour une conne. Dégage ici Tu dégages Sors de ma vie Pourquoi tu mens Je mens pas. Alors pourquoi tu pleures Je pleure pas. Um, and this is literally going to kill me because it's a French film. Um, so the names are going to be toxic for my lungs and how I say them. <laughs> Blue is the warmest color. Did you watch this movie yet, by the way? I've seen enough of it. Okay. Um, I will only say, I have not finished it. Okay. I will only say two things. It is essentially porn. Oh, perfect. I love it. And what I've seen is very boring. It's not really porn. It's all simulated, yeah. but it's simulated using prosthetics. Okay. That look very real. Yeah, so this, this, it's essentially porn. Just this, what, it's this not... movie has been recommended to me on Netflix a thousand million times, and it will by never Netflix go away. or or oh, friends, Netflix. I, your I friend, can't. Let's. All I'm going to say is your friends who have recommended it are dirty, dirty motherfuckers. It's probably literally <laughs> I, the same person who told me to watch Nymphomaniac. If we're being honest. Oh yeah, it's, it's both volumes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with this kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, all, the, the only reason I'm upset is not the, the uh, explicitness of it. It is what I have seen of it is legitimately boring. Oh, my God. I didn't um, realize it was three hours. Oh, well, sorry, boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and girls. Um, all right, let me get into it. Blue oh, is the warmest color. Ah. Adele's life has changed when she meets Emma, a young ah. woman with blue hair <laughs> who will allow her to discover desire and to assert herself as a woman as an adult. And in front of others, Adele grows, seeks herself, loses herself, and ultimately finds herself through love and loss. Oh my god, this name. Directed by uh, Abdelatif uh, Kishif, uh, written by the same, I would assume, lady. Uh, also written by um, Gilia Lecroy. Uh, stars Lea Sedoy. The Adele. There's another Adele there. You know what, dude? There's people in this movie. I'm not going to embarrass myself and embarrass other people. <laughs> it's it's a movie we're watching. Congratulations. It's on Netflix. And it's the direct writer-director is not a um, woman. It is a man, which makes it slightly creepy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> which, again, I have no problem with the explicit nature of it, but it just knowing that the director is a man makes it kind of creepy. Yeah. Especially because both of the main actresses are so young and they're supposed to be in high school. Like, the character, the actors are not in high school when it was made, but the characters are. Um, well, I'm sorry if this is going to be cringy for us a little bit, but what's done is done. Legitimately, the only problem I have with it is I've, I've tried watching this numerous times, Oof. and it's so boring. Oof. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, maybe we'll have a lot to talk about. Um... 
just know that while it is very explicit and <laughs> not rated, all of the sex in it is simulated, even though you see close up cunnilingus. It is with prosthetics. Is there a cam? Uh, no, but there's a close up of a vag oh. uh, being licked. And... Oh, that's. All right, guys, have a good day. <laughs> it is prosthetics, though, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> Uh, so you don't have to feel dirty like you're watching porn. Oh, God. Uh, what did I do to watch us? Watch this one with your parents. Let's see how that turns out. Honestly, you... I'm about to call my mom right now. <laughs> she makes tell me her, watch all those her, Sam Elliott movies. Tell her Sam Elliott's in this one. No, it's and, my turn, and, Mom. And just the whole time, just be oh, yeah, he's coming up soon. He's coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the stash. So blue is the warmest color on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. <sighs> I would be lying if I said I'm looking forward to this one. And again, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Because it's so fucking boring. Not because of the subject matter. Mm -hmm. I wish we were watching the Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I also didn't care for. But at least that one was honestly. I was thinking about boring. that, but I felt the uh, that one's. I, I felt that, this needed to be done. That for one my can't seat. be a uh, a shelf boy. So yeah, blue is the warmest color on Netflix. As always, you can follow us on our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com, Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, on Twitter, Keystone underscore film, on Facebook, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. Sorry, I kind of completely forgot how to do that since I'm very disappointed. So you're really loathing this week. your existence right now? Yeah, I figured. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.